Hi folks, I'm Dominic Shadbolt. I live near Oxford in the United Kingdom and just over a year and a half ago I started a YouTube channel called TheMSGuide.com and it's just a real solo effort. It's me off my own back with a green screen you know, and um, it's a patient-to-patient -patient resource because I have had MS for 29 years now and doesn't make me an expert but I've certainly got experience coping with it and hey Michael when somebody tells you you got MS you have had the world your world has been rocked you know the rug's been yanked from under your feet you know you're on this sort of path like this and all of a sudden somebody said and turn left <laughs> so you know it's to try and help and share some of my stuff and my contacts with other people well can you tell me about your journey, you know, 29 years ago and then living now of living with MS? You know, what was funny was yesterday somebody said, have you got a bio? And I thought, hmm, I haven't. And it made me write it. And it started with, I was diagnosed 29 years ago when there was no internet. There were no mobile phones. You just kind of, being a young 24-year-old guy, Oh, those were the days. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, somebody tells you that it's just unreal. I mean, it's just like, okay. And the furthest I got into it was, you know, you read books and you've got a very limited, you don't have the social networks that we're used to now. And um, whereas I can sort of reach out and somebody in India might see a video or somebody in uh, uh, Pakistan might see the video or somebody in Georgia. You, know, you right. just don't know, um, or Northern British Columbia. It's, you don't know, and and that's the kind of cool thing. But I didn't have any of that, and so I did what most, I think, young men did. You know, things like you just ignore it. You get on with life because, you know, um, you know, the phrase I've always heard is when Jesus wants you for a sunbeam, you're off. You know, so you you do silly stuff when you're a young man. You drive cars too fast, thinking that you're incredibly capable. You know, you, um, you're invincible. You're not going to die. So I did that. And then if we scroll forward about six years ago, you know how there's something that happens that you, you, until you look back, you don't realize that was sort of the trigger point. And in the United Kingdom, there was something which really got up my nose called the Disabled Persons Rail Card. And they said, well, you can only have this if you're a certain level of disability. And I thought, that's absurd. MS is a hidden illness. I mean, much of the stuff, you look at me, you hear me, you don't know that my left leg just constantly buzzes, for example. Right. Um, but I just, I took them to task on this and said, it's a disability. It's listed in the Equality Act. Why are you trying to play this silly game where you, the people who are giving it, are trying to decide your definition of what constitutes disabled enough? And... It got on my nose <laughs> and I under no umbrella of anything I just sort of took on the idea that I'm gonna make you sods either really defend this point and I'm gonna make you do it in a public forum and it was a sort of classic let's discuss this in court because that's probably the best place to do it and you know a corporation or a thing uh, no we don't want to go to court that's gonna make us look terrible it's like well then you mm. can change your criteria which they did and it was a sort of I put it on a couple of forums saying, hey, guess what, folks? You can get a disabled person's rail card. doesn't matter how bad or not bad your MS is. It's listed. And 
you know, kind of started from there. You know, I was like, oh, that, that was kind of fun, you know. <laughs> Get somebody to not be so... Uh, I'm trying to swear. Um, <laughs> Bloody-minded, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You know, but it does make you feel a bit sweary when you think somebody is diminishing your illness you've lived with. You're not making it up, you know, just because if you've broken your arm, I can see you have an issue because your arm's broken. It's in plaster. You might struggle to open a door, drive a car, whatever. Yeah. With MS, that's the annoying thing is it's not like that in many cases. If you have a wheelchair, then yeah, people go, oh, okay. And then do the classic, what's wrong? To which your friend in a wheelchair says, hmm, nothing, what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you know you're being judged now through the lens of you've broken your arm, you have a wheelchair, whatever. So it's it's always tricky, but hey, that's it in a probably lengthier nutshell than you wanted to. <laughs> no, and that's, I mean, the big thing when you, you know, came forward and started talking uh, more freely about having MS, how freeing was that to you? More than you'd imagine, because when you're used to suppressing something for ages, take jobs. You know, I used to have um, what I would call sort of professional careers. You know, I started it long ago in pharmaceuticals and moved into IT and then consulting. And it was kind of something you just... And this is a running thing with MS. Do I tell my employer or not? And I would like to think that everybody played with a straight bat, but the fact is they don't. And I think we all know deep down, I mean, I just hid it. I had a job which involved so much international travel and time zones and stuff. I mean, you really battled through, you know, because you just don't want people to know, you know, that you don't want to hear you fumbling things or, I mean, I was lecturing in Tel Aviv and I lost my ability to speak like that in the, I just, I was standing there in front of all these people and I thought, ah, and turned to the board and started writing the most complicated diagram I could think of, which had nothing to do with what I was talking about, but nobody knows. You just, you act like you've had this brainstorm of a great idea and you start drawing this thing. You can kind of feel the room going, what's he doing? <laughs> and actually I'm like, oh no, what's happened? I can't talk. You know, and I'm being paid to, it's those kind of things. And not having to deal with that is a liberating thing because now it's like, hey, folks, if I have an issue, you'll have to give me a little bit of sort of leeway because I've got MS and it does funny things at funny, unpredictable times. Moving on. You know, and, and that's the, you know, I've disclosed it. What can you do now? Right. And then, you know, that helps you so you don't have to hide anything or be like like you said in the middle of a speech and be like uh <laughs> yeah oh i mean it was terrifying you think i'm being well paid to do this i'm lecturing and it it from something's happening to i can't talk at all took about two seconds and you're just thinking you have to excuse my language shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't you know anybody's gonna think at least that it was probably ruder versions of that but um you just and if you've never said it before, you think now is not the time that I want to go into any sort of explanation of why something weird is happening. I'm in the middle of a situation. I would much rather have managed this information flow and set expectations ahead of time rather than what's wrong with him. You know, so, but you're right. It's my God. It's, it's freeing. You know, to, um, 
to do that i think you know it's the my my brother said to me he said it's like having a hairpiece that you rely on and then you lose it and you just gotta gotta fess up to the fact that you haven't got as much hair as you are leading people to believe is it doesn't doesn't change you as a person provided you get your head around that fact yeah and then just you talking about it i uh, was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder too a few years ago, and yeah. I didn't tell anyone for a few years, uh, just because, like you said, what do people at work think? What did normal people take? Like not normal people. What do uh, yeah, people normal. You work with? <laughs> we are normal. Mike. Yes, we are normal. I meant more. <laughs> Everyone the, else can jump in the lake. Yeah, but so, no, it, it, you suddenly feel not normal. You know, and, and then you're judging yourself through the I'm not normal and you need to get the, you know, I'm normal. I'm maybe different, but I'm I'm not abnormal. You yeah. Know, in your head first, I think, before I'm um, you know, engaging with the rest of it. Mm -hmm.